I love that Buck Swope. Buck Swope's an interesting cat. This is as creepy a guy as you'll ever encounter. That's right, Buck Swope. Buck Swope, who Doug really is not comfortable yeah. with Buck Swope. Kind of a shutter spook. Swope's one of the best in the business, for my money. Buck Swope? Buck Swope asked Doug his preference on shrubs. Ah! <laughs> I may sue Buck Swope. Buck Swope is struck. I'm pretty high on Swope. If we need an old audio clip, Swope's gonna have it. Why? I don't know, I just know he does. The wonderful Buck Swope. You know Buck Swope? Well, yeah. Seem to have kind of an issue with Buck Swope. Right, it always goes back to Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Mr. Buck T. Swope. What's up, kids? You're listening to Swope's Picks, episode 37. Caller Rudy and the original Morning After All-Stars. A little later, we'll be joined by Tim McKernan. But right now, let's flash back to November 2005. Oh, get on with it, muff. Get on with it, muff. Oh, get on with it, muff. One of the things that has evolved over the course of the 18 months or so that we've been doing the radio program is the emergence of Caller Rudy. A lot of people think that uh, he's a fictitious character, somebody perhaps on the staff acting like this, but no, this guy is a real live Hoosier, and he calls in pretty regularly. And after the Rams were defeated handily by the San Diego Chargers in the exhibition portion of this season, Rudy called in and suggested that Mike Martz use some Tai Chi with his team, and that would help the defense. So I told Rudy, well... Why don't you give him a call? I'll leave the number for you. You leave him a message. Well, I switched my voicemail message on my cell phone. Rudy left a message, and here's how it all played out. Hey, this is Mike Martz, head coach of the St. Louis Rams. Shoot, I'm not around right now, but if you leave me a message, I'll get right back to you. Thanks. First skipped message. Yeah, uh, Mike Martz, this is uh, Rudy. Um, yeah, I was uh, calling about the way the Rams weren't really concentrating on uh, defense. Um, they need to get more focus. And there's a martial art, art called Tai Chi that helps you, you know, like a mind over matter, helps you concentrate better. Because they were they were just hesitating too much. They weren't just they weren't going in and uh, doing the job right. Okay. Um, thank you. Rudy, you're on 590 The Fan. Hello, Rudy Rude. Rudy, you're on 590 The Fan. Uh, yeah, I was wanting to talk about, uh, okay, a little baseball in the old barn. Um, okay, now, um, oh I don't God. remember if it was Whitey or uh, Joe Torrey, but he put his uh, pitcher into right field to, uh, for, like, one. Todd Worrell. And then another pitcher, and then, you know, Ken Daly came brought him in. back in, yeah. Ken Daly would come and, in, world go to right. Yeah, I've never seen uh, Larusa try anything like that. Well, he's having Einar Diaz pitch tonight. But I was going to say, if we had to lose a, you know, outfielder, we got great outfielders in Mayberry and Saguchi and stuff like that. Saguchi. Yeah, <laughs> it, we got good outfielders and them, you know, to back up. He Mayberryed and, us. Huh? Carry on. And, okay. Yeah, John Mayberry. I'm sorry. Um, Okay. How many calls a day do they allow, Rudy? Huh? How many calls a day do they allow? Call, call. I'm what not are you sure. About? I'm calls not sure where you were calling from. Calls a day. Hey, did you want to do uh, the exit know, call? But, um, okay, and then it's like the old barn. It's like I I kept hearing everybody talk about hockey games and stuff like that. Yeah, I missed but the old barn. The, my most memorable moment of that was um, the uh, Boy Scout Jubilee. 
because I remember going in there, and uh, it was like I'm sitting there looking at all them people. Boy, that was scary. And, um, okay, the the other baseball question I was wanting to ask was... uh, Okay, how come they don't uh, choke up on the bat and hold (laughs) up like halfway? That's a great question. That's why I love our fans. I mean... Well, I talked to Mitch Page about that. We got to choke up a lot more. Yeah, uh, it's like when you need to move, when you need to hit the ball, you choke up, hold up about halfway, and it's like halfway. You, well, I hold up halfway, and I power. Where do you? Where do you who do you play for the Cubs? Uh, no, I, well, I play cart ball. I don't play that. You know, I ain't. You know, but I hold up like halfway, and that way I can hit the ball, and I can put it in play, and I power it past the infield. Do you move runners over in cork ball? No, no, we just, uh, well, nobody's already a small ball. They usually have beer in their hand. (laughs) (laughs) I think they do right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, hey, you know, you talk about, uh, like, Uh, now if you spill your beer, it don't count, you know. Rudy, I need you to reset. It's been a long call here. We've got to reset. Just say this is 590 the fan in the morning, Ryan. Okay, 590 the fan. 590 the fan. Okay. All right, this has been Rudy's Call, brought to you by our friends. I guess it ain't going to make the air, is it? No, no, my, my, my man, you're on the air. Okay, well, take it easy now. All right, take care, Rudy. Don't be a stranger. Rudy, you're on 590 The Fan. Hello, Rudy Rude. Rudy, you're on 590 The Fan. Okay, what's the subject of today? Uh, that's a fair question. Uh, Steven Seagal is singing. Are uh, you up or down? Up or down, go. Down. Down <laughs> on Steve. What's wrong with Steven Seagal singing? I don't know. I never heard him sing. I ain't got a CD. Hey, Rudy, ever been on a Boy Scout jamboree? Uh, yeah, that was a while back. Tell me about it. Was it the old barn? Uh, yeah, it was at the old barn, and I was probably about 10, 12 years old. <laughs> it was, um, God, it was, I like the it was scary, really. Why, did any of the, uh, the but counselors, did, any of the scout leaders? Hey, 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 Rudy, uh, hey, any, any of the scout leaders try to cuddle up with you? Hello. Any of the scout leaders try to cuddle up with you? Um, no. Not back then. Not not in our uh, troop, anyway. Rudy, are you aware though? You had a phone call, and that uh, was recorded here, and it was quite popular. And now, when we're doing our anniversary show a week from today of the morning grind, a lot of people, when we say what callers, we had a soccer call. We had a guy named Skip who was all upset. A lot of people say they want the Rudy call in there, so you're slightly infamous. Okay, well, yeah. Are you kind of honored or touched? We've been past, uh, you know, <laughs> I usually work nights, so. Uh, so you're just kind of waking up, huh? Yeah. Well, do you... no, I'm just kind of winding down. Right. What do you do for a living, Rudy? Um, I'm doing odd jobs. Um, whatever kind of work I can get, filling driveways, painting, tuck pointing, whatever, you know. Oh, well, I need some of that done. I might have to give Rudy a call. Okay. Okay. Rudy, thank you. Uh, hey, uh, well, um, okay, on the sports, I was wanting to know how come they don't use, like, on special teams, how come they don't use, like, a Lano pace, like a two-tall Jones? Yeah, like a block and a kick, maybe. Huh? Well, if I was a center and I had them breathing down my neck, I'd probably try to get rid of the ball fast I could. And it might cause a bad snap, or if, or if he can beat the guy, he might get a chance to block the punt. Hey, you know what, Rudy? Rudy, we're uh, discussing uh, you know, I... Steven Seagal at this point. Rudy, you're on 590 The Fan. Hello, Rudy Rude. All right, Rudy, here we go. Uh, James, you're on with Rudy, 590 The Fan. Yeah, how you yeah. doing? What's doing? Okay. Hey, uh, how you doing, James? Rudy, if you were on a safari uh, with Jack McKeon riding elephants and he got Uh-oh. stuck, would you help go. Jack off the elephant? 
<laughs> okay. They're doing material, Rudy. That actually is a carryover from Ask Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be real honest with you. I've never been more offended in my life. I'll tell you when Martin starts talking about turn race. Around and run. <laughs> What's that, Rudy? The elephant sees me, he'll turn around and run. Now, what's he talking about? Me right in a safari on the elephant? Huh? Yeah, I think he was do- he was trying to be funny, doing material. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Have you ever been on a safari? Have I ever been on a what? Safari? A bike? Oh, my God. I'd appreciate if you'd be a little more. My ears must hear this ring or something. Like <laughs> yeah, or, or you're just completely destroyed. Ring. Have you ever been on a safari? Oh, no. I've been camping a lot of times. Well, it's similar. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> hey, uh, Rudy, we've got Phil Sims coming up in about one hour. Uh, you can uh, yeah, why, don't we have, why don't we let Phil? Why don't we let him ask Phil Sims a question? Yeah, why don't you fire up in about an hour, Rudy? And uh, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't blame Phil Sims, but I did lose uh, on that missed extra point during the Super Bowl. I missed I three quarters. Sure. I could have won three quarters. Definitely. <laughs> Wow, and, that's but the O.J. Anderson, you know, I know he went there. Giants uh, of nineteen ninety, so that's kind of still sticking with you. Yeah, huh? seventy-five cents a lot of money. <laughs> oh, this was a five-hour square. Hmm. Okay. All right, Rudy. Uh, what you call back during Phil Sims? But thank you for taking some calls. Okay. All right, that's Rudy. He's one of our favorites here. Rudy, you're on five ninety. The fan. Hello, Rudy. Rude. Rudy, you're on five ninety. The fan. The morning grind with Tony. Welcome. All right. Hi, Tony. Hey, um, yeah, I noticed uh, Matt Morris been um, overthrowing his uh, breaking pitches. No, I, I, see, I don't, I don't agree at all. So, I, no, sir. Okay, I think he's been throwing them too hard and straightening them out, straightening oh, so, them out. You know. So you and they ain't been getting the break they normally get. So you you don't think he's been outstanding? Huh? You don't think he's been no. outstanding? Um, no, he's um. He's just been overthrowing. He ain't been getting the break. The Rudy, are you saying that uh, Moore shouldn't be the, the the game three starter? What are you saying? What are you saying to the Cardinal skipper? He needs. I'm just saying he needs to start getting more break to, uh, breaks. So break, what? So he needs to get ball. more breaks. He's overthrowing. He's like he's throwing his breaking balls in the upper eighties uh, when they should be about middle eighties, <laughs> where they start getting more break to him. Well. Rudy's that I, it? I, I love I love the fans like a lot of insight, but I think like Rudy sounds to me like a guy who may not remember eighty two. So I yeah, think, hey, I, I remember um, Karen Carpenter singing the national anthem, and uh, let's see, she went into rehab after that, and then she, so it sounds, uh, it after like rehab a, she went home, and I guess I believe she passed away like about um, yeah. Well, she passed away about three months after. She sung national anthem maybe three and a half months. Rudy, you're on 590 The Fan. Hello, Rudy Rude. Man, I'm being played again by this outside us deal. Last time I had to pay $10 to get in to be a judge. Boy, that's desperate. I know. Me and producer, I have a, I have a, me and Joe both have landing strips. Yeah. Well, so you're going to let the little bitty girls walk down? Huh? <laughs> little bitty girls? They could suck me like they love me. Yeah. Right, Mickey? Not right, really. No. The no bush was back when I was like nine, ten years old. And the girls just had peach hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our peach fuzz. Peach fuzz. <laughs> Isn't that against the law? Well, when I was I was like nine, ten years old, you know, they were around my age. 
So you were you were having relations with girls at the age of nine or ten? Actually, I met Stephanie. She was uh, my first stinky finger at Steinberg's ice skate when we were like nine that. years old. Damn, you had about six years on me, really. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, 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 I guess we were probably around 9 or 10, and we were Steinbergs, and we started making out, and then we went back behind the lockers. You know, I kind of got the uh, stinky pink. <laughs> you know this hat? Judy yeah, Garland man. had it made for me. Ain't that something? Somewhere over the, the rainbow, the yeah. Bluebirds fall. Somewhere over the rainbow, and I got I like to move with it. Hey, Mickey, how come they had pumpkins in the cornfield when uh, Dorothy <laughs> first? Uh, it was like a cornfield and they had pumpkins in it. I really don't know. I spoke. I worked with Al Capone in Chicago. Yeah, that's why I want to talk. I'm in the mafia too. Yeah, my, do you know that, Mickey? You, I'm in the Scissor Gang mafia. Oh, you, you're. Well, I'm, I'm pretty bad. I'm connected with the gang. Me too. And uh, fellas, I don't want to live like a gangster anymore. I like those pants, man. It makes me talk different. Yeah. Was Al Capone a bad motherfucker? I think they all are. Yeah. I say again and again, I hate war. Eleanor hates war. And I hate Eleanor. Bum, what, bum, bum. what do you think <laughs> about Barack? By Barack? Yeah, Barack Obama. I don't think much of him. You don't? No, I don't know who the hell he is. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Yeah, there you go. You oh, tell okay. how it is. You're, you're a performer. I don't know. Hey, Mickey, you're like me. I don't know nothing about him either. Yeah, you got to be famous before I know him. <laughs> All I know is they're paying more taxes in Illinois hey. than they are oh, in that's Missouri. Oh, that, that's me, too. Hey. <laughs> and he was governor of uh, Illinois, so... Rudy, you're on 590 The Fan. Hello, Rudy Rude. He's gotten Ryan Franklin, Todd Wellemeyer, Brendan Ryan, Colby Rasmus all here. He's gotten Jesse Jane here. And now for his final trick of the InsideSTL.com fourth anniversary party after already winning the IQ Showdown, it's time for producer Joe to host the Idiots Roundtable. Jackie, we'll start with you. Introduce yourself to everyone. I'm Jackie Jordan. Well, Jackie Denise Jordan is my real name, so I'll say it like that. To my left is Rudy. Rudy, say hello. Hello, people. To my right is Timberfake. Timberfake is here to say hello to everyone as well. Not right, really. And to everyone else's right is Mike Lee. Mike, say hello. Hello. <laughs> Mike Lee. We're going to start out with an easy question for all of you to answer. Jackie, if you were the President of the United States, what would you do? Well, first of all, I would um, have a lot of courage to run the country, know what struggles I'm going to have to go through, and um, have a strong foundation. That's a great answer. That's a wonderful answer. Rudy? Um, yeah, I would um, raise the import tax so people have to open their companies up over here and... Uh, create more dabs. Timberfake? What was the question, man? If you were the president for what one day, what would you do? Um, I don't know. I, Monica yeah, Monica Lewinsky. That is, yeah. that is your answer. 
perfect. Mike Lee, if you could be the president for one day and Ozzy got to come along with you, what would you do that day? Titty. <laughs> Big titty. Mike Lee is the leader in the clubhouse after round one. That's a wonderful answer, Mike Lee. We'll move on to the second question. If you could do one thing to improve the homeless situation in downtown St. Louis, what would it be, Jackie? Well, first of all, I would make sure that my building was the biggest building that I could have. A lot of freedom, a lot of love to, together as one family. Rudy, what would you do to clean up the homeless problem in downtown St. Louis? Have him get a job or uh, collect on employment. Rudy, isn't that a little ironic, though? Rudy, when was the last time you were gainfully employed? Uh, it's been about five years. Well, five. And there you go. Critical. Timberfake, what would you do to clean up the homeless problem in downtown? I don't know, man. They got the welfare checks, so stick with that and they're good, you know? Then if you spend that on food and then spend the other money on beer. Wonderful answer. Ignorance is bliss. Mike Lee, what would you do to clean up the homeless problem in downtown St. Louis? My best dream is I want to be a baseball player. <laughs> I want to be a pitcher. <laughs> for who? Cardinal. For the Cardinals? Mike Lee wants to be a pitcher for the Cardinals. So that's going to clean up the homeless problem in downtown St. Louis. If Mike Lee was a pitcher for the Cardinals, there will be no longer any homeless people Sounds living in like Bob Park. We will move on to this question. Jackie. What do you look for in a lover? Strong lovemaking. Strong lovemaking, Tim. Oh, strong lovemaking. So you're kind of aggressive. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Look at you. Do you like a big man? I like guys who wear earrings. Well, do you like men with beards? I like goatees. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, as Jackie was answering that question, she was staring directly at our former board operator, Austin, who would like to go by the name of Keith tonight? <laughs> Jackie, are you, were you thinking of Austin right there? Be honest with well, me. Well, um, a while, a long time ago, I did have a crush on Austin, and tonight I did feel those feelings again. Oh, the feelings are back. Rudy, what do you look for in a lover? Uh, something young and sexy that have put up with my old lady. What was that answer, producer Jim? Uh, Rudy is looking for someone that is young and sexy and is willing to put up with his old lady. <laughs> oh, Chicken legs. Threesome. Timberfake, Timber what are you looking for place. in a lover? I like legs and lips, but I'm going to see what Mr. Merriweather thinks. What do you think? He's going to start answering for me. Mr. Merriweather, what do you look for in a lover? Minds and brains. Minds and brains? Minds and brains, Mr. Mary looks for. And Mike Lee. Uh, Mike Lee, what do you look for in a lover? Titty. <laughs> the answer is titties again. <laughs> I guess there's really no way to go wrong. Uh, is there anything else besides titties that you're looking for, Mike? <laughs> yummy, yummy. <laughs> yummy, yummy. Mike Lee's still the leader in the clubhouse. And our final question of the night. Final question for the Idiots Roundtable. What, you have something? Yeah, I don't like being called an idiot, man. Timberfake is standing up for himself. Intellectuals Corner. Yes, yes, this is only the finest American. You know, we're all in this together. Um, uh, Timberlake, Timberland, what's his name, Timberlake? <laughs> it's uh -oh. Timberfake. Timber she, she was looking at me in the van. 
Yeah, I was trying to get my groove on. You think oh, I'm shy? Oh, no. Aw. <laughs> uh, but no, but I'm, I'm not. I could. You kept talking about producer Joe, though. I do like Joe. Now I do. Oh, you like me? You like yeah. me or you like Austin? You, I like, hey. I, I like what, 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 Kevin, right? <laughs> you got that iPod still with the song so her and Joe can dance? To Play Me by Neil Diamond. Play Me by Neil Diamond. Play Me by Neil Diamond? Yeah, she wants to slow dance with Producer Joe. Jackie, if we put Play Me by Neil Diamond on, you want to slow dance with Producer Joe? It means Angel. And she wanted to dance with Mike Lee. And you want to dance with Mike Lee? What are you doing? It only took about 10 minutes before we lost complete control of what's going on here. And when was the last time that Rudy was the most normal person in the room? Rudy, you're on 590 The Fan. Hello, Rudy Rude. The nature of Ask Tony when we were over at uh, KFNS was Martin observing uh, that Tony would answer any question as asinine as it would be from the listeners. And he would do it very politely, whereas if we asked the same question down at the ballpark, we would be scolded, Mm -hmm. stared down, and he would stomp off. But if somebody from Carbondale calls in and asks an asinine question, I mean, that's a really... Good idea. <laughs> Why don't you have Brendan Ryan go to the play with a tennis racket, Tony? <laughs> and so that's what took place yesterday, Rudy, with a baseball suggestion and then a question regarding a certain member of this particular radio program's regular cast. Uh, producer Joe, the audio from uh, the courtesy of KTRS. Rudy, you're next up with Tony LaRusso. Uh, yeah, Tony. Uh, I was wanting to know if... Uh... Brendan Ryan ever tried choking up on the bat some, you know, tried to get a little more meat on bat. And I uh, heard an interview with uh, Ryan uh, Franklin and Jim Hayes. Uh, They were talking about a pitcher named Mike Lee. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Maybe you can ask them about him. But they say he was a pretty good pitcher out of St. Louis. Uh, Well, I'd have to ask about Mike Lee. I'm not sure who they were talking about. as far as Brendan, I tell you one thing that you're going to see more with some of the guys that are striking out, and Brendan's one of them, you're going to see with two strikes that they're going to choke up a little bit just because you're supposed to do something different with two strikes just to give you a better chance to put it in play. And I think that's one source of improvement for some of our guys that are punching out too much, and Brendan's one of them. Uh, I, you know, and normally it's something you go to with two strikes because you really don't want to be too defensive earlier in the count. But uh, it's a good point on Brendan, I think you will see him start to choke up. There it is. So there was a good question and a ridiculous one. He doesn't know Mike Lee? Hello? Do they not have any scouting department over there at all? Rudy, you're on 590 The Fan. Hello, Rudy Rude. For those of you just waking up, the story this morning that has all of uh, St. Louis Rams fans talking is the Kevin Demoff letter to season ticket holders. This, I quote from the letter, Kevin Demoff to... Rams season ticket holders. Lastly, in a week full of news, we wanted you to be the first to hear that the NFL will be making an exciting announcement later this morning that the St. Louis Rams have been selected to play a home game in London for each of the next three seasons. The International Series kicks off this fall on October 28th when we play the New England Patriots at Wembley Stadium. It is a tremendous honor to be selected by the NFL to represent our community and country in such an important league initiative as we look to grow our game internationally. We believe our selection by the league speaks to the promise and direction of the St. Louis Rams, and we look forward to helping shine the international spotlight on our region as few games deliver this degree of publicity and exposure. So the Rams will be losing 
three home games over the next three years. In this year, it will be losing the uh, they will be losing the most glamorous, in my opinion, and I think it would be shared by most home game on the schedule, and that is the game against the potential defending world champion and certain Hall of Famer, uh, New England Patriots and Tom Brady. It's a big hit for St. Louis businesses to to lose a game like that. If you own a restaurant, parking lot, hotel, that's a big hit to lose one of those games. But still an honor for the businesses to have this game played overseas, I would would assume. It's not an honor. (laughs) How will the city be showcased? How will our city possibly be showcased? This city is on the precipice of becoming an international hub. It isn't. It isn't. We're a dying rust belt city. Huh? We're a dying rust belt city. Have you, have you ever been to to London? Yes. Then never mind. I'm sure for the for the Rams personnel that'll be a fun thing. I'm sure they are looking forward to it. Yeah, ready. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. But the only thing I can say to Rams, cheerio and have a jolly old time, man. Very nice. <laughs> are you are are you going to be able to see the game from the eye? You know that big old Ferris wheel thing they got. Doug, I don't think so, Rudy. Okay. You probably have to buy a ticket. Oh man. So so you got so they ain't gonna use Big Ben as the clock, huh? Very nice. I uh, well it'll still be there. Yeah, it'll still be there, huh? Look, kids, yeah. Big Ben Parliament. <laughs> yeah. I, can't can't, get I, I, I guess I guess Stonehenge got knocked down by the Grimwalls. So, also uh, it was the Griswolds. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's not up anymore. Yeah. But uh anyway, I just thought I'd call no, it. Yeah, this is man, the worst I, I, radio show in the country. You thinking about making the trip over there, Rudy? For the he's game? already he's already moved on oh. to, to call it to Guy Phillips. Those that material there. You think Leno will use any of that tonight? Letterman? Yeah. Conan, Craig Ferguson? Yeah, probably will. Rudy, you're on 590 The Fan. Hello, Rudy Rude. Uh, KFNS.com is still down, but I know that they're working on it. And I, I've gotten a few texts about how come streaming's down. Uh, they're working on the website. The site is down apologize for that but i know the non is taking the audio clips and putting them up on InsideSTL.com, so you can still listen to the show you'll just be uh listening a little bit behind larry how do you listen to the show do you listen to it live or do you i listen to it live every day from 6 a.m to 10 a.m wow does that get in the way of, of work or anything no i like i said i in the morning i have been out at a work for like 15 17 months good for you but i've been listening to actually i've been listening to both grand slam sports stations which is 590 The Fan, KFNF, and of course, Sports Radio 1380. You listen to them at the same time? Yes, I got I got a video on 1380, mm-hmm. and I got my stereo on this fine radio station. You get hi-fi? No. He gets fo-fum. <laughs> but anyway, this is the greatest show ever. Ever. You think that I have been associated with. You just sit in a chair and listen to both shows simultaneously, do you? Yes. Huh. What kind of job are you looking for? Any kind of job right now. Like what, fast food and that's your background? Yeah, well, that's your, your, the drive-thru window was your bailiwick. Yes. Well, have you applied for one of those jobs here lately? I have. I haven't heard anything back. I wonder if Mike Lee knows of any openings at Steak and Shake. Well, we'll find out because he called in. Now, hopefully, Doug, you and him can get back on track. Yeah. I want to make sure that we, you know, Mike is on at 808 right now. We can only go 20 minutes with him. All right. That'd be fine. <laughs> because we have Nina Hartley booked for 830. And then at uh, 9 o'clock, Joe Strauss is going to be with us. And then four women. Oh, else but a break loose. Then four women are coming in for Foot Fetish Friday. And I can't remember who the sponsors are on Foot Fetish Friday. God bless America. It's Pink oh. Shivani and Luberderm. Perfect. Nice. 
So okay, so everything we're good. We got it. I'm an excellent driver. It's nice to have our lawyer here, just to keep us out of hot water from time to time. Uh, Mike, good morning. Hello. Larry is interested in a gig at Steak and Shake, and I feel like that would really help revenues at Steak and Shake if both of you guys would work there. Are there any openings for Larry? I don't know. Larry, uh, would you like to talk to, to Mike and see if there's maybe a way that you can get what a gig? What would you at? like to do at Steak and Shake, Larry? drive through window, I guess? Yeah, drive through window or maybe do the grill. I don't know. I work here, but I worked at Steak and Shake this year. Yeah, but can you ask, can you ask about Larry getting a gig? I could try, but uh, you know, plus they got Jim Edmonds came here drive through. Yeah, Edmonds is trying to work in the drive through. Boy, he must have really pissed away his money. That didn't take long. The world revolves around that steak and shake, doesn't it? Now, if you could put in the good word for Larry today at Steak and Shake, we'd love to have you guys out there together, and then maybe we can do some remotes out there and, and just kind of make that be our our setup. Move the inside STL offices to like hey, the third booth on the left. They just hired a new cook over here. Oh, they is he is he supposed to be good? I don't know. They just hired him. Very much. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right, then. Uh, do you have the harmonica near? You know, it's, it's Kevin's birthday, and uh, we would love if you could play Happy Birthday on the harmonica for Kevin. Uh, the Doug, what do you call it? The mouth organ? It's the mouth organ. Could you play a little bit, buddy? Yeah. Hey, you know, you know, uh, Jim you dismissed us. Hey, <laughs> Mike, you know, play the harmonica. I don't have it with me. Where, where is it? Home. Where are you right now? I come here to get some meat. Where, <laughs> where are you? Why'd you go, and why'd you go into some kind of different dialect? Where, where are you right now? Thank you, sir. Ah, you're you're work. You on break, I hope. Come here, get some meat. <laughs> why, why is he talking? They okay. feed you. You get to eat for free there? Huh? Do you get to eat for free at Steak and Shake? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Huh. So Sometimes. if you can't, there's nothing to eat at home, you go to Steak and Shake and have a burger. And I drink coffee, too. Oh, man. He's kind of peacocking around a little bit here. Now <laughs> we're going to combine all the forces at once. And this is like when Dan Aykroyd started thinking about the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man <laughs> if they cross streams. Uh, Rudy's on the line. Hey, Tim. Hold on. Rudy wants to say something to you, Mike. Yeah. Uh, hey, Rudy. I got a job tip for Larry, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is a great moment here. You can buy some petroleum jelly. And put it on the end of uh, the nozzle of a gas uh, pump, you know, so it would be easier going in. Perfect. You knucklehead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) It just doesn't get any worse. Hit and run. Rudy, you're on 590 The Fan. Hello, Rudy Rude. Doug has banned Deke Dotem. Yeah, we've heard enough from him. But we have not heard enough from Rudy recently. He has not been on. He's on right now. Uh, Good morning, Rudy. Hey, what's up, guys? Hello, Rudy Rude. How you feeling? Uh, I've been okay, you know, somewhat, you know. Right. Where do, where do you think the Rams should put their new stadium? We, in a trash can. Oh, hey. Well said. <laughs> that off, make a promo. Uh, yeah, man, I missed that. Loesch call yesterday. I was hoping to get a hold of him. You want to call yeah. Kyle Loesch? No, I was wanting to say hi. I was okay. just curious if him and Willemeyer have been hanging around together. You know, like their sidekicks. Yeah, probably know. not. And Wellemeyer's retired. I think he lives in Memphis, maybe? Kentucky. Orders a lot of dominoes. Yes, he does, and it pops up on Facebook. That's Mont who lives in Memphis. Yes, Mont uh, lives okay. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe they could get together and do some crab fishing, you know? Do some crab fishing? Crab hunting. Oh, I think a lot of people have been wondering that. What you are you know, talking uh, about? You don't know? Uh, you never heard about Wellemeyer and that crab. Well, uh, not so, really. And why would Lois be involved? Really. Well, Meyer went up there and tried to catch this crab. and wound up uh, getting pinched in between the fingers, you know, by uh, by a big crab. 
Yeah. You know, now that's a sport, man. You know, it's not like uh, sitting around in the woods and waiting for Bambi, you know. Grabbing a crab is a sport. Yeah. You, I think, all, you know, taking on a crab, a uh, hand to claw, man. No, I think you're supposed to put a pot in the ocean and then put some bait fish in the pot. It's like a little trap well, for crabs, and then you spill it out onto the deck. Yeah, yeah. like shrubs. Either that or tie a rope around your uh, foot, cat. Throw you out in the water. I can see you coming back with the, you know, crab on one ear, or on both ears, and on the nose. And both ears. <laughs> this is the worst radio show in the country. It just doesn't get any worse. Wouldn't it be more practical if he was wanting to get into the crabbing industry to move to Baltimore? Yeah. What's your answer to that, Rudy? You've been cornered. I don't know. Yeah. There's producer just, Joe. Yeah. Now you guys are trying to get serious. <laughs> that off. <laughs> You living in a, yeah, an apartment I'm renting, now? I'm renting, I'm renting a room for you know two hundred something dollars a month. Yeah, dollars a month. And the roommate's nice? Nah, not really. Oh no. I'm planning on getting a place myself. She was. I remember I got. Uh, I spent night. Hey, Tim, I yeah. spent night down Larry Rice's. Did you? How'd that go for you? Uh. Yeah, you gotta watch what you got down there, man. I Those would think, yeah. You can rip you off left and right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember one time, it was like dinner time, they gave me a hot dog and two donuts and a cup of orange, not orange juice, but orange drink. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, orange drink is yeah, so I, good. I, Dang, probably tight. I, I grabbed me a chair and sat down and eat it. Man, my dinner was gone. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to get you to do any live endorsements for Larry I, Rice's I got place. My, I got, got my wool hat stolen the first night. Doug, are you surprised by these? I am not. There's a, wait a minute. No. If you have an apartment that you're uh, running out of room, how did you end up at Larry Rice's for a couple of days? Uh, I kind of got into an argument with uh, the guy here. Oh, you're at loggerheads with your roomie. So your roommate, your roommate who you're renting the room to, kicked you out of the house. Well, uh, more or less, you know. I just, I just, yeah, more or less. So, no, I'm working on. I'm trying to find me a place, maybe a room or something I can rent for a couple hundred dollars a month. You know. I don't like when people brag. Yes, yeah, Iggy. Is it really stealing if you didn't pay for the food? Okay. I mean, you got free food. Somebody just took it off of you. Is it really well, it stealing? Getting, sure, it was no, given to him. Not really. Well, how about this, but, uh, Iggy? If you got a Christmas hey, present, hey, let hey, you Iggy. Oh, well, I, uh -huh. I can't find I can't oh. find my cigarette lighter right now. I think my uh, you know I stole it fair and square from my old lady, and uh, she wound up uh, taking it out of my pocket. Would you, you consider that stealing? I don't even know what you said. Your wife stole your lighter. I, yeah, well, I, I got, she was sitting out on the table. I grabbed it last night. Then she uh, turned around and gets it back by getting it in my uh, pocket and, uh, you know, taking the light of that down. I'm getting exhausted with yeah, the whole something. thing. All right. Uh, Rudy, great stuff as always. I think the crab bit is, is one you can take on the road. Rudy, you're on 590 The Fan. Hello, Rudy Rude. Hey, look who's on the line. It's Rudy. Hey, Rudy. Hey, what's up, what's up guys? Well, we're just kind of bringing heat. We're getting the community ready for uh, Tennessee and Missouri tomorrow. Okay. I thought you said, I thought, I don't know if I heard you wrong, but did you guys say your change of management again? Uh, yeah, it's all in the in the post-dispatch. Are you a post-dispatch subscriber or literate? Uh, no, I, I don't think it's worth no 75 cents. 
Well, uh, you can read you can read it online now. at stltoday.com. So just open up the iPad and go to stltoday.com and take a take a take a read. Yeah, it's it's probably at Webster Groves rent, man. It's probably too high. Now, if you guys uh, move down there, Larry Rice's at Luton Life, uh, Angelic, you know, evangelistic evangelistic center. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, you, you can uh, broadcast from there, man. Doug, you can talk about that. Bad idea. That might just work. From a homeless shelter. Yeah. yeah bad idea. He's, he's, he's pretty good at raising money and stuff, you know. He yeah, his taint writes in for the email contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, hey, um, yeah. okay, I heard Mike Matheny's um, doing a commercial for uh, some kind of Christian junior Christian college. No, it's a it's a high school, Westminster High School. Yeah, what's your part? Okay, yeah, it was a Christian one. Now, he, now since he's a cardinal, <laughs> you know, shouldn't he go for <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, man, this segment right here. We finna get a job off this segment. I've never given up on my dreams. Okay. <laughs> who, who, who would you pick as the archbishop? <laughs> <laughs> David Freeze. Okay, freeze. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess Mosaic be the Pope. Doug? Uh, no, I think DeWitt would be the Pope. Okay, DeWitt. Okay. Yeah. All right. Rudy, you're on 590 The Fan. Hello, Rudy Rude. Uh, good morning, Rudy. All right. How are you guys doing? Well, hello, Rudy Rude. Okay. Hey, you know, they were talking about building that uh, ballpark uh, village over mm. in that empty area. Yep. Why don't they just pick up a build a big old park and lot, you know, like four or five stories, you know, so there'd be plenty of parking. People will have to park their car in the sun and stuff like that. And or if they want to go out and it starts raining, you know, they can go out to their car and have beer or uh, you know smoke a cigarette or whatever. Yeah. If they if they had, a big I'm going to give you Bill DeWitt the third cell phone number because I don't think he has. Like, I don't think he's thought of this. And and before yeah. they really start getting the, the building things down there, it might be a good idea for you to pitch the idea going out there in a parking garage and, and drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. To an Ivy League yeah. graduate. Somebody's a city planner. Yeah. You, you, know, you know, you can have a little tunnel that leaves the exit and runs you right to the garage. An underground tunnel. Right. No, not underground. It could be above ground. Above, above ground, ground tunnel. <laughs> that would be like a bridge? Uh, like uh, a bridge, if it's no bridge. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I could build a bridge over. Yeah. What about you know? their idea of having uh, bars and restaurants and uh, places like that to go to? That that's the plan right now. Even some more seats, I think, to look inside the the stadium from mm -hmm. across the mm -hmm. street. Yeah, but if they charge, they they probably charge cheaper for parking, like five dollars instead of ten. Well, they're not really interested in charging cheaper parking prices. <laughs> Think more expensive? No, I don't think it's about finding ways to get you in and out of the stadium cheaper. Well, at least you don't like the ninety degree day, man. You don't have to worry about walking out to a real hot car, you know. Yeah, and that's yeah. why that's why a tunnel would be so helpful, or a bridge. Rudy, you sound great. You must be uh, feeling better. Uh, yeah. I, Are those I the orderlies I, coming I, to get you? Hey, hey Doug. Yeah. It, did I see you uh, down there during this uh, Mardi Gras thing? No, probably not. <laughs> I, I see somebody look just like you. John Lithgow? Well, they, 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 they walked out of there and they were singing Glory Hole Hallelujah. Oh, you son of a sack ass. <laughs>
That would have been the Burger Lake yeah. cut of the weekend. We waited just five minutes. Yeah, hey, Tim. Oh, here comes uh, some more Matisse. Yeah. Like, he's up at the dais of the, of the Bob Saget roast. <laughs> and Tim McKernan's here tonight. <laughs> Tim, I notice your head's not round. Ah. What do you got, Rudy? Hey, Tim, um, remember that lump you had on your uh, groin? <laughs> Doug, you remember it? Yeah, yeah you had a little uh, cyst no, or something. I, I, yeah, but I could I could have checked that out for you. All I knew was a rubber glove, stick my finger up your butt, and... Have you call, and you know, check to see if it was a hernia or not. Not up the butt, you wouldn't. That's not where hernias grow. Usually, material that roasts a little snap yeah. here and have a punch line. In this case, it just was really graphic and odd. But yeah. still wonderful, still brilliant. Yeah. You got anything for Charlie? You want to rip Charlie, yeah. Iggy, Zach, Stedman? Yeah, I'm on one of them pay, uh, minute phones, so oh, yeah. uh, I'll call, uh, call and say hi. All right. Well, we always appreciate it. Don't be. Where are you right now? Um, I'm right now in the nursing home. Nice. Again. You're, aren't you too young for the nursing home? Nah, well, what it is is like I started getting SSI, but they were only giving me four hundred and something, uh, like four sixty-five a month. And that wasn't enough to, uh, to survive on. So now if I go here, to, they'll get it raised up to 710 to be enough to get me an apartment and stuff, you know, a subsidized apartment. Oh, all right. So, you know, so I'm trying to get me a subsidized apartment somewhere. Who's yeah. giving you 700 bucks a month? Uh, well, a lot of them subsidized apartment only charge you 200 Obama. That led me... They leave me like five hundred dollars. Well, that's not the question. Who's yeah. giving you the seven hundred? Oh, the SSI. Okay. Social Security. Doug has a free room in the house now that John Vaughn's at college. Yeah, well, he may come back. Uh, no, I, I think uh, the room's open. Now, uh, if I could find me a shoot, just a couple rooms, all I'd need it. You know, a Doug, bathroom. You have a couple rooms available, maybe bathroom. in the West Wing. Charlie just bought a nice place. Kind of oh, a they? swingers haven there, right at the Brentwood Village Forest. Nah, it's being quarantined right now. Oh. <laughs> okay. Rudy, are you able to say no to the demon rum? Uh, yeah, I have. I quit. I get you know. When's the last I, time you just had a nip? Just a nip. Uh, New Year's. I had a wow. half a glass of wine. And that's the last time you've had any booze. I didn't have any for like three months before that. Wow! Look at look you. At you. Yeah. What about narcotics? Yeah. Crack rock. Meth seems no, popular. Not, none of that. Well, you sound like you're doing better. And that's okay. a wonderful idea on the tunnel thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, just to where people, a parking garage, to where people go out and they don't have to worry about walking out to a hot car on a 103 day. See? Yeah. See, Doug? Thank you, Rudy. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, Rudy. Rude. Thanks. See, these are ideas yeah. that our listeners have the ability to come up with whereas quite frankly guy that went to yale he isn't going to get it no he's going to put all kinds of entertainment options and restaurants and bars and more seats when what we need is some sort of tunnel leading to your affordable park car so that they can get us cheaper parking <laughs> i don't think that word ever even entered into the into the planning process but think about this what better way for the cardinal the storied franchise to reward the best mm -hmm. fans in baseball. Hashtag BFIB. Hashtag BFIB. Then to give them $5 parking. Think about it, Doug. Deep that would be a nice gesture. 
But the fact is, people show up when the parking's twenty dollars. So why would they lower that to five dollars? Because it's it's a it's a goodwill gesture no. to the BFIB. Rudy, you're on five ninety. The fan. Hello, Rudy. Rude. Uh, we have so many wonderful people here now. Rudy has just walked in. He found his way into the uh, the bar proper. Doug, is that what you <laughs> That's where we are right now. He We're didn't like it when proper. I called it St. Louis proper, but it's okay to call bar proper. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Rudy, you want to say hello to the listeners? Yeah. Uh, step up to the mic, Rudy. Come on. No, All right, Mike's right there. <laughs> it's the thing with the microphone. Don't need you that close. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, hi. We need uh, a chair. Well, These people are stooping <laughs> down to talk. Well, the 13-year-old, it's fine I'll for everybody. Nixie, Nixie. Pull up that, that, that stool there. That's a that's perfect stool right there. Right. Rudy, are you still concerned about there the Tony go. Cruz trade? Um, well, I figured they could probably do a heads up for him. Because he's going to be going talk, down. Talk into this later. thing. Talk, but, but talk into this need, thing. But they do. Talk into this thing. Okay. You gotta lean forward a little. We can't hear you. All right. Yeah. Rudy, did you have a little taste this morning already? Oh, I just got done drinking a forty-four ounce. Good for you. <laughs> ah, forty-four ounce of Good what? Good for you. A uh, mixed drink. A mixed drink. <laughs> yeah. What sort of mixed drink? Huh? What it, sort it, of mixed it's drink? Like, like maybe a third uh, rum and the rest soda. See, that's fine. Ah, I thought you'd gotten off of that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait out. Uh, okay, now. Um, That's yeah. Joe Roderick, by the way. Oh, that Joe Roderick? That's yeah. him. All right, how you doing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you woke up this morning and you say, man, do I need some demon rum. No, I didn't wake up this morning. I've been up since 30 yesterday this morning. Why? I woke up. My kids sleep last night. Uh, them sleep pills just don't do the kick anymore. They, they okay. work. They, sometimes they kick in, sometimes they don't. Gotcha. So, so this morning you got a big 44-ounce drink of rum and Coke? What'd you put with the rum? Nothing. That's just, well, it's like... Vest, I assume vest. 12.30 last night, I had to go to Snooks. I bought me, uh, uh, I don't know how many liters, 72 liters or something. But you've been drinking for a while, you know how I know? Because there's a... A subtle scent that I'm picking up that smells like a distillery. You getting that, Doug? Doug, do you smell maybe, the demon maybe, rum? Maybe, maybe a little bit. <laughs> maybe a little. It's just subtle. It's a subtle. Rudy, have you ever met Larry Nickel? Uh, no. Wow, this is wonderful to have everybody together. Is it a dull? It's emotional, Larry, Tim. It's emotional. Have you ever met Tyrone hey, Tinsley? Now, now uh, I guess you got your 14 listeners here. They're all here. They're all under one room. <laughs> okay. Four, six, eight, ten, fourteen. That's it. Yep, that's it. it. We have 14 yeah. listeners. We're all hell, here. Hell, gang's all here, right? Well, we could probably put away the mics. What the heck can we get? For next month. Okay, yeah. It was right here. I don't know who we're broadcasting to. Some curtains up. Along the windows and everything. Well, you do yeah. look like the picture of hell. You were touch and go there for a while. I know you? I was. Just last year I was. Did you have a, one of those? You near, know I was in a care. I was. I spent ten months in a care center last. And you beat it with year. booze. Good for you. That's uh-huh. how you beat it. Yep. yep. It killed the booze kills the pain. So I could sit there and just get out and walk and walk and walk. And I have to walk twice as far when I uh, start wobbling. And Nicki Minaj oh, mixed fusion Moscato. <laughs> I have to walk twice as far. Because he's wobbling, getting wobbling. wobbling. It's wonderful. And everyone nodded like, sure, that makes sense. Because he's all Is over it the me? place. me? It's not me, it's you. <laughs> I got it. Rudy, I got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I only live like one block away from you guys. 
How'd you get over here today? Our front stadium. Yeah, I know. Our stage station. station. How did you get over here today? Um, well, I was told to uh, go to Arsenal to catch Roger place, right? You just wobbled all the way over here, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, but how? Oh, yeah, did I you did. walk how? here? I walked here from Kings Highway in Arsenal. That so is that, a long... I must have been walking for an hour. Well, that's not that far from where we are, but how did you get there? Um, <laughs> that part's fuzzy, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I, I took the Metro Link to Kings Highway. Okay, there it is. The old Metro Link, Doug. And then you knew how to walk to find here? To find this place? You knew where you were going? Or you just No, I didn't know where I was going. You just walked I've, been, I've been lost. Man, I, you're, uh, I was, like I said, Willie told me go to, um, Kate at the Chippewa and Gravelly. Yeah, there you go. I'm like, come on, man, they don't meet. They both run the same way. No, they meet. Right they down do? There. Yeah, yeah. There's right a white there, castle there. Uh, yeah, the McMahon Auto, Schicker Auto Group, they got a big uh, complex there. Boy, right. this, this show, Tim, you have to be proud. Really do. I mean, everything's coming together just the way you had planned Doug, this it. is the synergy we hope to have a year in. <laughs> so far, it's all gone according to the, the pre-show meeting. Rudy, you're on 590 The Fan. Hello, Rudy Rude. It's Ryan Kelly morning after CBS Sports 920 inside STL.com. We start the uh, program uh, later today because I was uh, writing uh, something that's uh, some sad news. Um, and uh, something that became aware of yesterday um, and confirmed, I suppose, yesterday, and that is that a, a very good friend of the program, uh, Rudy, passed away uh, this Saturday, and, uh, you know, he's a guy that uh, so many I know listeners and uh, we loved, and, uh, and he died of a heart attack on Saturday, uh, but you know, because of his uh, nomadic ways, so to speak, um, nobody uh, really knew. Uh, and uh, his brother-in-law sent an email uh, letting us know. And uh, and I, you know, I, I don't know his brother-in-law, so I, you know, I, just, I said I'm not going to say anything until I have, you know, as close to a hundred percent confirmation as possible. Because the last thing you want to do is just have some clown prank you. Um, but uh, he gave me the number of the funeral home. I called and. Um, was able to confirm it. So, um, unfortunately, a good friend of the program uh, has uh, passed away. Uh, Rudy died Saturday of a heart attack. There uh, are no funeral services uh, planned. I wish there had been. I would have been there. Uh, yeah, it's sad to hear. Doug and I were talking about Rudy before we went on. You know, for a guy who's a lot in life, you know, a lot of people might look at and go, you know, that's not great. Mm-hmm. He was a pretty happy guy. I mean, he appreciated what he had and always seemed to be in really good spirits. Oh, yeah. And he came in a few times. Apparently, he lived just down the block from where we are now. Came in and visited every now and then. It's clear he had his demons with uh, alcohol, but uh, he couldn't have been a nicer guy. Mm-hmm. And I think he was probably brighter than people gave him credit for. And it's really sorry to see him go. Very nice guy. He would bring in gifts out of the blue. Maybe stuff we didn't really want, but he he had a good heart, that guy. It's a weird thing uh, to sit and attempt to, you know, not necessarily an obituary, uh, but write something paying homage to somebody who, you know, you've gotten to know over the years, was part of the 
show and I think one of the most uh, beloved figures on the show. And I know that the nature of the show is, is that the listeners feel like they get to know everybody, um, whether that's right or wrong. And I think Rudy was probably, as far as uh, tenure goes, so to speak, one of the most um, loved guys who uh, would would call into the show. Um, we knew he wasn't in good health, and that's what his uh, brother-in-law uh, told me. But, um, you know, he just, um, just dropped out of a heart attack on Saturday. Stephanie, his wife... Um, Broke her leg slipping on Friday, and then Rudy died on Saturday. So, uh, you know, in a very difficult life, it was an incredibly difficult series of days for their family. He was uh, cremated at a funeral home in uh, Overland, and uh, no funeral services are scheduled. Well, we will we will miss him. That's for sure. I think he was here maybe a month ago. He would just pop in out of the blue and here from for a while. Just to say, oh, kind of a. You know, you didn't know what to make of him when you looked at him, but when you started to talk to him, you realized he was just a just a teddy bear, just a nice guy. He just wanted to talk some sports, have a drink, be around friends. That's all he was. He came to a few of the station parties. Remember the one time he played volleyball, I believe, topless. Yeah. Played the topless. Wave Taco Sand Volleyball. Yeah, Sand that was Volleyball. One of, that was one of the hottest uh, appearances. That he <laughs> yeah. The hottest. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Harvell is the uh, gentleman who contacted me and uh, let me know about this. He has called in. Kevin, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very fine, thank you. Very sad news when you emailed me. Um, you know, obviously, I had no idea. You're still really the only person I have heard from about it. Yeah, it was kind of a surprise. And, I mean, obviously, you know, if he passes away on Saturday, you know, his wife doesn't contact my wife, you know, sisters until, like, two days later. It's That was kind of typical for them as they are kind of, nomads in a way that you, know, you only heard from them from time to time and kind of unfortunately how their life has been he uh he was a sweet man I, I was saying that you know even though he didn't have a lot of stuff he always seemed to be in a good mood and was happy about the things he did have yeah and it just a handful of times that i was actually you know able to be around them you know that's who he was he just always wanted to talk about sports always like you said happy go lucky guy Always in good spirits. For a guy who didn't have a whole lot else going right in his life, he probably got a kick out of being on this show, didn't he? People, yeah, people and, knew who he was. Yeah, and and that I I do really appreciate you guys. You know, giving him a chance to be on the air and you know giving him some kind of right spots and you know what others may see as a very uh, rough life. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll miss seeing him. He was always a fun guy to have around. You never really know what he was going to say, but it was always. It was always friendly and, and yes, fun. Yes, exactly. There he yeah. was. He was a sweet, sweet guy. You're listening to Swope's Picks on 590 The Fan and com. And we're pleased now to be joined by Tim McKernan. Tim, what's up? What's up, Swope? So we're talking about Rudy. Uh, he was one of the original, if not the original, grind era regular caller that had kind of a, a cult following or at least an appreciation. I believe it was 2005. I guess he had called in to talk about the Rams, talking about Mike Martz and the Rams and Tai Chi. And you yep. came up with the idea of giving him your cell phone number and telling him it was Mike Martz's cell phone number. And then you re-recorded your message with a pretty outstanding uh, Mike Martz impersonation and uh, the result was Radio Magic. What possessed you to pull a stunt like that? That's a great question, Swope. 
I was thinking we might have a listener here who would actually believe, whereas Martin could do incredible impressions, I'm really poor at them. And Mars was one of the only ones I could maybe do. And so I thought we could leave that and have Rudy leave a message. And he was passionate about Tai Chi and that, that it would fix the Rams. And, and sure enough, he was kind enough to leave a, uh, a voicemail. Yeah, so I found that one in the Prod Joe archives that I got. And it's actually, I think you or, or someone, uh, you're the one who kind of sets it up. It's like November, Thanksgiving, best of t- 2005. You or someone had done a like entire kind of Rudy montage of, of calls. And so I found this sequence on one of Prod Joe's uh, archival discs. And I started editing that, and that's kind of where I, I got going with this sode. So um, think back to, you know, the early Rudy Calls, Grind era. Did he come to any events, or what was the first time you remember actually meeting Rudy in person? Oh, that's a good question. I don't, you know what, I don't know. I certainly hadn't met him before we heard his voice. And it's one of those things with, with callers and, and even, I guess, recent as far as somebody on the show, the Plowhawk, where you hear them for the first time. Larry Nickel would be an example. And I'm just like, this, this could be perfect. And for the people who call in and find the show, uh, Jackie would be another example. They're excited that they have a place to express their views, whereas when they call into other places, perhaps they aren't necessarily as welcome. And so when Rudy was calling in about this stuff, we would look forward to it. And he became a cult hero amongst the audience. But we hadn't seen him. And then he would show up at, I guess he would show up at our events. But I know that we did, we were selling merchandise in 2006 or seven, And uh, we had the Retire 51 campaign in 2006. And then we did more merchandise. And this stuff wasn't near the quality of, of Gangster Pete and InsideSTLShop.com, what he's put together. And producer Joe and Rudy were the models along with two girls next door. And like they did these, we didn't ask them to do it, but they do these poses where like Rudy would, would like be like staring seductively at the camera and Joe would have his hands up on the wall and his ass pointed toward the camera and Rudy would have his hand on Joe's ass. And I look back on it and I go, what the hell are they doing? And what was Joe doing allowing it to happen? But I still have those pictures of uh, of Rudy like playing around and posing with producer Joe. It's very, very perverted. But I had to have seen him before then. I just don't know when the first time I did see him was. Yeah. But uh, he, he, it's one of the rare situations where he looked like you thought he would look. So you mentioned Jackie. Um, I do have in this sode the... Idiots Roundtable uh, segment nice. from the four-year Inside STL anniversary party, which I wasn't there, but that had to be maybe a high watermark for kind of the movement at the time. You had Jesse Jane in the house. Yeah. You had some Cardinal players. I think Brendan Ryan and Colby Rasmus. And, uh, I think Ryan Franklin might have been there. I think that's right. Uh, that's the, right. the Cats' favorite player, Joe Thurston, was there. I, now that I think about it, when I go back on these events in 07, 08, and 09, for certain that a lot of Cardinal players were there. Uh, the Cats' favorite player, Joe Mather, also there was in 08. And I, what was who's on the Idiots' Roundtable? Well, Jackie, Jackie, Rudy, Rudy, Mike Lee, and Timberfake. Wow, that is... I mean, that's kind of like, if you're a listener of this show, that's like walking into the field of dreams 
of moronic behavior. It was right there for you at one dais. Yeah, and I had to kind of use the shears because, you know, it kind of is one of those... It's, it was kind of a proto-TMA Live because it was a live-to-tape broadcast. And, you know, it kind of gets away and Jackie and Timberfake Timber kind of hijacked the show. And trying to keep this sewed going, I, I tried to keep it just to the, the, the high points. Yeah, I think Rudy has some good answers. Uh, Mike Lee, one of Mike Lee's answers was something. It was a question about the homeless, but he answered it about he wants to be a pitcher for the Cardinals. It was a complete non sequitur answer. But um, nice. So Mike Lee talks about he it's his dream to be a pitcher on the Cardinals. And then, yes, less than a year later, we have Rudy calling into another radio station, but the radio station that was the uh, the current rights holder at the time, KTRS, and Tony LaRusso was doing his you know Sunday morning call-in show, and Rudy manages to get in on that, and he asks Tony LaRusso about the pitcher Mike Lee from out of St. Louis. Maybe you haven't heard of him. And <laughs> I Tony, forgot about this. Tony, you know, complete deadpan goes, Oh, I'll have to. I'm not sure who. I'm not sure about. Mike. <laughs> yeah, uh, said, yeah. It's like when Calvin May asked him about Corey Patterson stomping out of right. a, a fire in the dugout. That's the same. And that was really Tony not blowing people up for asinine questions on call-in shows was really what created, what inspired Martin to do Ask Tony because Tony would answer these questions and and not like jump all over the people who would ask him. Whereas if we would ask a question like that he would jump all over us. So we figured if Rudy called in, Tony would, you know, would treat it with, uh, with some semblance of respect. And I do, now that you bring it up, I do remember him calling and, uh, and, and Tony asking or answering a question about Mike Lee. Yeah, we were, uh, yeah. Now that you mentioned that, that's, uh, I'm very proud of this material. Oftentimes people remind me of stuff and I go, Oh my God. But in this case, that's pretty good stuff. And you did mention Ask Tony. There, I do have some Ask Tony in this. Uh, there's nice. Rudy calling in to Ask Tony. Um, there's even an Ask Rudy little little spinoff that I have in there. But it's funny. There's so many kind of running themes. It's like Mike Lee's talking about a picture for the Cardinals at the at the anniversary party, and then Rudy's asking Tony Larusa about Mike Lee. And there, Rudy would always call. He would call in and ask about choking up on the bat. And he, he called in. So you have this, this sode features Rudy asking Martin as Tony about choking up on the bat. And then he even asks the real Tony about Brendan Ryan choking up on the bat. It's just, he kind of goes back to the well on these, on these jokes. There's just, he's working on a different level. You know, you listen to him on one call, you're, you're just kind of like, you just blow him off. But the more you listen to him, the more you realize there's stuff going on, you know, in his head. Uh, and he's kind of deadpanning this, uh, and, and, and I think Doug, uh, mentioned, uh, you know, he's a lot, I think he was a little bit smarter than people gave him credit for. I, I do want to mention the, the infamous cab ride. Oh yes. I feature that. I did leap out. There's an F-bomb in there. Oh, is it really? Uh, who, that was it? Timberfake? Of course fake? it was Timberfake. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was Timberfake asking about Al, Al Capone, but oh. asking the great, late, great Mickey Carroll. But right. what that that is just one of my favorite moments of all of Inside STL. Just kind of the the weirdness of it. That cab ride. Those three characters: Timberfake, Mickey, Carroll, and Rudy. Correct. Yes. Yes. That's, that's that who's is. Prod Joe was in the in the car. Yeah. But what was the what was the backstory behind that? Whose idea was it to put that cast together and record it? I want I want to take credit for it. I don't know that I can take credit for it. I certainly am confident that Doug. And the cat wouldn't necessarily be coming up with that idea. I always liked, 
I guess yeah, the fifth anniversary. I do know. I never know. I don't know. Two thousand ten. That's what. What was that? Was that like two thousand nine? That was January two thousand nine. GMB of the year. Ten years ago. Holy crap! Mickey Carroll passed. Uh, Mickey Carroll passed. I think in April, or he passed in spring of that year. So that was. Did he really? Yeah. Huh. So that was. So that appearances. Yeah, that would be it. And I remember that he was a judge. He was a judge for the girl next door contest, uh, and. And he was just really kind of in a spot where he was just throwing out numbers. Uh, and then I remember there was one where we had Rudy with uh, Rich Gould and Bree Olson and Timberfake. I mean, we would just try to get the absolute most bizarre panel of judges as possible. And this is early on with the show in the market. And so there'd be some people who didn't get the joke, which is always my favorite kind of thing. Where it's like, I listen to these guys, and they barely even talked about the Blues game last night. It's like, great, I hope you keep listening, because it's really going to get you upset if you keep listening, because we're never going to do that. But at this point now, most of the market, I think, kind of knows what's going on. But at that time, people didn't really get the joke. And so, for example, right around that time was when Joshua debuted, and there was a guy the same day, that one of the days that Rudy was a judge for a Girl Next Door contest was when Joshua performed reluctantly i should add at the girl next door of the year competition in which we had to encourage him to get on the stage because he was so nervous and there was a gentleman who was like wow what kind of party was this you had this guy and you told everybody he was a star (laughs) and he gets up there and he's so nervous that he can't (laughs) perform and i'm like that's the whole point but if you don't get it you don't get it which is great which makes it even better if you don't get it and so when people would walk into these events which I believe was how Loaded Up all came to happen. Loaded Up being a gentleman who I don't think was familiar with the show and all he heard about that was like for 20 bucks you get all you eat wings and for whatever reason something happened where the wings didn't arrive till late and this guy was banty as hell and he and that's what he was just he was he want, I mean he wanted a piece of me. He wanted a piece of me and the woman working the 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 station goes sir how many wings do you like and he loaded up and he just looked at me and shook his head and loaded like he's going to get me by eating as many wings as possible. And Rudy would always be at every single one of these things. For those who are, you know, who are newer to the show, this is a great uh, lesson in TMA and morning grind history because, you know, he passed away in 2014. And so I know a lot of our listeners weren't listening back then. And, but he was, he was to all of our events then what I would say, like Larry Nickel is now, he was always at the events. And so with the cab ride, we're like, okay, let's get these. Cause Mickey Carroll would come to him too, which also, when you look back on it is just absolutely bad crap. I mean, this guy who was on the wizard of Oz and initially, you know, was, was in the, what a, one of the munchkins. And initially, a lot of people would be like, yeah, this dude wasn't even a munchkin, but he just keeps telling people. And they're just kind of like, we don't want to say anything to him because we feel bad. And that's why he would overdo it. He would always carry glossies with him of himself. Yeah, but how do we know? I mean, it's it's a, it's three munchkins from what, what? When was that movie made? The 30s? Nobody can go, that's not you, Mickey. So we, And plus, they're all made up. So we're like, I don't know. What the hell? But the guy would, anytime you would give him a microphone, he would just bust into stories and characters. And then you had Timberfake. And so really, essentially what that was, was a vehicle lacking self-awareness. And that was the key to making it work. Rudy would be effed up on something or another. Mickey Carroll, any chance you got, would talk about the Wizard of Oz and his relationship with 
what Judy Garland, and I also believe he brought up Eleanor Roosevelt for some That's reason. That's in the cabaret. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, and and then Timberfake, of course. But I thought he like took shots at Joe. In the, maybe he didn't. Maybe he was taking a shot at Tattoosh, who was a guy that he was obsessed with at yeah. the time. Yeah, I mean. They, they, we we trimmed that too. I mean, we're trying to focus on Rudy and and uh, Mickey Carroll. I mean, Timberfake's in there. There's a few times where Timberfake deviates from really the scope of this sode that we had to take out the shears. But no, yeah, I the thought, shears. I thought Mickey Carroll was in Wizard of Oz. I thought when he died, there was like. Well, no, I'm not saying that he. I'm not saying. I'm saying at the time, right, right. there were some people were who thought it. that whether or not this was all legitimate, and then there'd be absolutely no way to prove it. <laughs> And that he was just a that he was just a little person who had decided in order to make money he was going to tell people he was in the Wizard of Oz and he always carried autographed pictures of him with Judy Garland. He was wearing he did with Dorothy's Dorothy's slippers. You know, I mean, it's a you know, I mean, you look back on it and you go, boy, that was really some good stuff. And we just kind of stumbled into it all because we had these people who were who were more than happy to get any form of fame that they could get. You mentioned Larry Nickel. They did meet, so their paths did cross. Wow, the, wow, wow. The, I think it was the one year at uh, 920 party. So it would have been the one year on kind of the reboot after the man debacle. So this would have been like August 2014, near the end of Rudy. Um, Rudy passed away in, in December, like uh, December yeah, of 14, yeah, right? right. The sa- I think he passed away the night before Brian Burwell passed away, actually. Yeah, I think I'm they, not were, they were announced on the same show, but I believe right. he passed a few days earlier and the word hadn't gotten out for a few days. But yeah, I think you right. found out the night before. But yeah, Rudy and Mike, or Rudy and Larry Nickel were at the the same event together. And what did you know what venue this was? That was, I believe, Friendlies. Okay, that and makes the, sense. And that's the one where Rudy took, I guess he took the Metro Link to Kings Highway. And then I guess oh, he took yeah. a bi-state bus down to Arsenal. And then he walked from Arsenal and Kings Highway, all, I guess, all the way down Arsenal to Roger. And then he started walking down Roger South and uh, and found his way there. And he had been up all night, you know, and he had been drinking all night. It's a fascinating listen, I think. I remember that now that you mentioned yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about Rudy that I think, you know, made him so great for the, the grind and the morning after is he could seamlessly go from sports to the nitwittery, and I, I compare it to, like, Doug or Martin would throw, like, a, just a straightforward question at him, and he would just catch it and run it back for a pick six and take it in a completely different direction that you wouldn't have expected. There's a there's a moment where Martin is like, you know, Phil Simms is going to be, hey, why don't you call back and you can ask Phil Simms a question. And Rudy just starts talking about Super Bowl twenty one when a missed extra point cost him a bunch of money in his Super Bowl pool. And <laughs> it's just one of those things where for me, because the way my brain works, I find it fascinating because sometimes I do the same thing where I just pivot off one little one little fact and I'll just steer a conversation in a completely asinine, obscure direction just based on one little throwaway line. And Rudy did that with regularity and you never saw it coming. And Doug's like, oh, so you just woke up and decided to start drinking the demon rum. <laughs> and Rudy's like, no, I've been up all night. I haven't been I, I've been up since yesterday at 8 a.m. And, and then that goes into a whole, what, why have you been up since yesterday? And he, he just he really was kind of the perfect character to kind of, uh, you know, especially early when when the show was, I guess, you know, kind of finding its identity. And he was just one of and he spanned a really long. If you look from, you know, the, the grind era through the early 920 era, I mean, so much happened in that span. I think he does call in and he, he bring it, it isn't mentioned, but he's like, oh, you're going to be under new management again. 
and, <laughs> and uh, you just kind of said, yeah, why don't you go, go read it in, on STL today? You can read all of it. But, um, yeah, I guess standard process. Do you have any particular memories of Rudy or any particular calls or anything you want to kind of uh, think of before we, uh, before we let you go? The thing about, I would always, he would always start off, yeah, that's, I remember, yeah, that's how he'd start off his phone calls. I remember for whatever reason, and I still don't know what it was about, but producer Joe went to his home, which in and of itself uh, should have been some form of video. And um, and he and a, and a woman came to the door uh, and Joe wasn't sure who it was. And it turned out that was his wife. Her name was Stephanie. But for whatever reason, he called her chicken legs. Right. And uh, they did have the arrangement that the cat would always jokingly say they had, which was they had the broken TV on the bottom in the living room and then the TV that worked on top of the broken TV. That's exactly what it was. And Joe's like, Oh my God, I never want to go back there again. <laughs> but that's, that's what, uh, that's what I remember about uh, Rudy and, and chicken legs, his wife. I don't believe I ever met her, but Joe went up to visit the thing that I think made him, he never, at least I don't remember now, maybe somebody such as yourself, who I feel like knows the show better than, than us, but I never felt like he, you know, he had, he certainly didn't have a mean bone in his body, but then at the same time, I don't know, you know, the listeners who've kind of become, uh, well known, the vast majority of them do not. And he didn't really like ask for anything. He was just a kind of guy and people just loved him. And I remember Swope, um, I guess a relative of his, I don't think they had any children, but like a cousin or nephew after he passed emailed me within the first few days and said, you know what you guys did for him, even though we didn't do anything for him, he called into the show and became part of it. But what you guys did for him, you have no idea how somebody who, you know, obviously had had, you know, a rough go of it suddenly had something to hold on to. And then like this family of show hosts and producers and listeners. And all of a sudden he went from, you know, a guy who was potentially drunkenly calling into a radio station with some asinine take or question to like a, you know, a, a celebrity of sorts. You know, that's a, when you think about it and you isolate it in that you're just a guy sitting at home drunk on rum. And the next thing you know, for like about eight years, you're again, relatively speaking, famous when I emphasize that relatively speaking famous like Z list fame but nonetheless and all these people loved him when they would see him and get pictures with him I mean that is that is a hell of a story and uh and it was never a case of you go oh god Rudy's gonna be here oh Rudy wants to go and you go oh well, now we're gonna have to deal with this it was never like that uh he was just a good guy you looked forward to seeing him and uh and you certainly anytime we would see he was on hold we would we would look forward to going to him so he was it was a big part of the show, man. And like when we, we have that, that discussion of Mount Rushmore of uh, listeners or, my, you know, first ballot TMA Hall of Fame, there's no question for those who have been around from the beginning that he's he's in there. I mean, it's not even it's it's not even a question. He's, he is. He's absolutely he's in the insta-call. He's the insta-call. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just there's no question. But I understand a lot of the listeners now. You know, whether they be in their 20s or 30s and they haven't been listening going back then, they're just like, who is this Rudy guy? So I think it's it's great that you've uh, you've done this uh, sewed to to fill people in on some of the, uh, the very important history of this radio show. 
All right, Tim. Well, uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Maybe uh, if you could find those model shot photos of yeah, I need I need to go I need to go looking for those. Maybe yeah, go, they were maybe very go dig those up and either put them on the fan page or shoot me an email. No, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you at the next TMA live and uh, take it easy. Thanks, Swope. You're the best. You're listening to Swope's Picks on Five Ninety The Fan and InsideSTL.com. Swope here, reminding you that all episodes of Swope's Picks are available for download at InsideSTL.com. You can also find Swope's Picks on iTunes in the comedy section under S for Swope. Once again, I'd like to thank Tim McKernan for joining us. Well, get on with it, muff. Get on with it, muff. Well, get on with it, muff. You've been listening to Swope's Picks. Enjoy the mashup. creepy oh, i don't want to get creepy man i can't wait till my boyfriend that do get done hooking up so we can get back at it oh i know i just banged my son oh. <laughs> two fathers engaging in mutual he had a shirt off trying to tape up his nipples for some reason because I, I find myself topless a lot that's when i did a little digging yeah, and found your husband slash father fall time is here now i'm too old for you unless you like older men he's a beef muncher oh. something penetrated it Perfect. What? Oh, 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 Merry Christmas. Oh, I don't want to get creepy. You would actually there. walk up and tickle another gentleman? We would definitely <laughs> tickle. Okay. Hey, the elf. You would, like, stick a couple Cheetos up your butt. <laughs> Until somebody shows up with Is hepatitis. That true? Depends yeah. on if you go bareback. Six or eight dudes, and they're all topless. Doug, and... how many twinks could a twunk twink twunk if a twink twunk could twink twinks? That's a puppy. Oh, I don't want to get creepy. Wouldn't you be embarrassed if your dad, who you really thought loved your mother, turns out to be a twink photographer? Nothing oh. says Christmas like a giant penis. Oh, oh God. my God. Getting creepy now, isn't it? There's some very attractive trannies. Doesn't Owen look cute today? Oh, he's so hot. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to get creepy. Hey, guys, this has been a lot of fun. I have gone way over on my break. Banging everything left and right. I banged the weather guy down in Little Rock. I mean, he's a sick dude. <laughs> He is a sick dude. Nobody cares what you think, Dick. <laughs> kind of had some gay tendencies there with the long bus rides there. So, mm. What's bus rides have to do with being gay? Hey, you over there, shut your curtains. I don't want to see your mm. honey hole. Oh, I don't want to get creepy. Someone took a duck in the cup. Yeah, I lied about that. Yikes. Shoot just got real. And that's going to get you a handy later. Penetration. <laughs> what? Oh, snap, 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 snap. Take that, Bubba. Ball so hard.